Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Based Liberty, fellow thought criminal. What's up, thought criminals? Welcome to Based Liberty, episode 75. Darren Wisely here. Thrilled to be with you today. It's going to be a good show. I'm going to talk about how people are just completely unable to think for themselves. What they've done in this country really is pathetic. Of course, it took decades and decades with the public education system, the corporate media takeover, and of course, the universities, which probably house the most evil villains of all of them. But that's why I'm thankful to have free thinkers like you guys tuning in. But what we need to realize is a lot of people need to do some real soul searching. If you like this show, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review so more people can hear what's really going on with all the stupid fluff they put out there cut right out. Those of you who do support, have supported the show... I truly am grateful for it. And if you want to support the show now, you can on Anchor or Patreon. And it's just $2 a month to get started. It'll help keep us going, help keep get the truth out there. Because we all know more people need to hear it. So you can find out all that info as well as my other content at basedliberty.com, name of the show. So I am just baffled, truly baffled at how many people believe any of this COVID fact-free hysteria, especially when it comes to the vaccines. And look, I've been saying all along about how this vaccine push is completely suspect. Everything from the insanely fast timetable to the track record of these felonious companies to the fact that they are experimental. And it really doesn't take a lot of research, a lot of digging, just basic common sense to realize something's rotten in Denmark, to at least get that red flag going. The fact that these things are pushed everywhere you turn, if they're so great, I don't think we'd need to be bombarded and propagandized by it 24-7. And then on top of that, the fact that these companies are immune from liability. Those two things right there, just logical reasoning, should put it together that maybe there's more going on here. But of course, the typical response I get and have gotten, oh, the tinfoil hat guy. Well, Fauci's email revelation should make abundantly clear what I've been saying all along. But you have people out there defending the vaccines. It just, it really boggles my mind how anyone can be so stupid. And these corrupt bureaucrats like Fauci, the WHO, the talking heads on the media pushing this, have so much blood on their hands for their fraud. Now, are they going to be held accountable? Of course not. But they are the culprits here. No doubt about it. And I recently had an episode playing clips from very reputable doctor, Dr. McCullough, Texas A&M talking about how so much was covered up to make people think getting this experimental vax was their only option. 
And so many doctors, well, they just went right along with it because they feared repercussion. They were cowards. And ultimately, they have responsibility in here too. These really are insane crimes against humanity. At the very least, the people deserve to know the truth. That's why I put this content out there. But what else really boggles my mind is how people are so arrogant that they just can't step back, look at the history, and see how it repeats itself. Now, the circumstances, the characters, yeah, those change. But the patterns are there. And if you take time to understand that, not look at history as if it started yesterday, as if it started when you were born, you really can see these things happen. And then when they come, you're ready for it. And I'm not talking so much about the liberals, because nothing they do makes any sense, right? It's all based on emotion, whatever makes them feel good, all this touchy-feely stuff. I mean, 71% of Dems still think they should stay home, in spite of all the evidence here to the contrary. But what really does surprise me is how some of these, you know, quote-unquote conservatives... Uh, they're kind of like couch conservatives, I guess is what I'm, the name I'm going to make up on the spot for them. They're the type of people that, yeah, they pay lip service to limited government. Sure, they want lower taxes. Of course, they don't like the whole woke agenda, all the trans, critical race theory being pushed everywhere. But they're not going to do anything about it. They just kind of piss and moan and wonder why nothing changes. Now, you don't see these type of people, say, attending their local GOP meetings or even bothering to really scratch below the surface and see what's going on. Now, I'm blessed to live in an area where more people get it than a percentage of whatever other population out there. There's, there's a good chunk of people who are paying attention, who are looking into things. We have people that attend every city council, county commissioner meeting, and hold these people accountable. Yes, it's a thankless job, but you'd be surprised. If you go to these meetings, you think, oh, it's just township supervisor, whatever. There's still corruption out there because a lot of these people know that no one's watching so they can get away with these things. But the problem with most of the people that I'm talking about here, these people who, you know, vote Republican or whatever and still want to come out and criticize me, is they're afraid to rip back the curtain and see what's really going on. They'll typically, you know, go along with kind of the neoconservative talking points and think that's real right-wing stuff, when we all know it isn't. But the reason they can't handle this truth, it's a revelation they just mentally don't want to deal with. And I get it. It's tough. It's tough breaking that barrier. But wouldn't you rather know what's really going on? Wouldn't you rather know the truth and have things start to actually make sense? and be able to prepare yourself for what's coming than just be a sheep and go along with whatever. I get it. Being politically involved isn't for everyone. A lot of people have better things to do, their jobs, their family. That's fine. But if you're not going to spend a few minutes researching what's really going on with the internet available, scratching below that surface, then keep your mouth shut. You don't see me talking about uh, quantum physics, right? Why? Because I don't know anything about it. I stay in my lane. But for some reason, these people, 
they think they watch an hour or two of Fox News, you know, Brett Baer, Chris Wallace, Sean Hannity, whatever, and then they think they can tell me what's up. And that really just pisses me off because it's lazy, it's arrogant, and I spend a lot of time digging to the bottom of things, whether the conclusion is one I like or not. Of course, the past year, most of the time, it's the latter. But I put that, I put that work in to get those facts. But here's what I really don't get from these type of people. So you admit the mainstream media can't generally be trusted. They have a left-wing bias. You admit the election was rigged, or at least there was a ton of fraud. You know there have been bias against Trump. I mean, anyone with two brain cells to rub together can figure that out, as long as they're honest. You know in general you can't trust the media. You admit the lockdowns and face diaper stupidity was dumb. Well, you are now, even though many of those type of people took the longest time to come around. Probably went along with it for months and months and months. And, you know, once the talking heads on TV started questioning, okay, now now we can say something. Because we can't think for ourselves. But for some reason, in spite of all those things I just said, you still trust the vax. How on earth does that make any sense? Take a step back. See the obvious agenda here. They are lying to push an agenda of everyone getting vaccinated and creating a precedent for who knows what. You admit the mask and social distancing make no sense. Fine. But then you're going to trust them with an experimental injection that could have consequences for the rest of your life? I can't believe how many sheep will just keep falling for lie after lie after lie, even though they admit the past ones happened. Oh, but this time they're telling the truth. Okay. Again, if this vax is so spectacular, the fountain of youth, the holy grail, whatever, why do they push it all the time? I mean, you have Washington giving free joints to people to get the vax. (laughs) Of course, if it were so good, why do they have to bribe people to get it? Because less and less people are wanting it. They're waking up. So now they have to give you something free to get it. Free. Who's paying for it? And I'll hear, well, what do you care? If you don't like it, then just don't get it. That's that's not the point. If you want to get it, fine. And as a case study, I'd be interested to follow along, see how it goes. The point I'm making is that people are duped by the media because they only allow one side to be shown. The people up there, the evil, psychopathic, lying fraudsters, that stifle information from shows like mine trying to present the other side, the entire story, that's the issue, the trickery, the coercion, the agenda people just don't want to admit to. I have no problem with an individual's personal decision. Do whatever you want. Just don't push it on me or others. It's not a hard distinction to understand, but they have to straw man my position. Because for whatever reason, they don't want to confront reality. And Dr. Trozzi, he detailed the COVID criminal enterprise right here on the show. If you haven't watched it out, check it out. Episode 68, great episode, great guy. have so much respect for the man, courageous, so much good info. I mean, you listen to that, you know, you can put your head in the sand, but if you listen to it, 
you can't believe the stuff that's being pushed. I encourage you to get Dr. Trozzi's newsletter. It's free. A recent one, he adds one on detailing how ivermectin distribution has turned around the world. COVID pandemic saved lives in emptied hospitals in Mexico and India. He also discusses how the WHO, Big Pharma, and many governments are obstructing this cure, as is ours, in the U.S., and are thus causing many deaths. The history of the WHO, which he presents, should stop any sane person from trusting them. I know I don't. But people here, oh, we're just going to trust our TV. It's like nothing is legitimate until it comes out of that stupid TV. I mean, do you realize how much money these people, these talking heads make? 10, 20, 30 million dollars a year? Most of us can't even conceptualize that amount of money. That's like what pro athletes make. You really think, even if they wanted to, these people are going to risk that kind of coin and the lifestyle they have that they're used to to tell us peons the truth? Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, I'll say Tucker, yeah, he's good on a variety of topics the rest won't touch. But I have a hunch his days are numbered too. But the thing about him is he draws in so many viewers that they can't afford to part with him. So that's what's keeping him going. And why is that, that he draws in so many viewers? Because he'll actually ask some of the right questions. Those are the things people are interested in and want to know. That tells you something. So you're probably thinking this is kind of turning into a rant, but I just can't believe how people are such sheep falling for this stuff, especially people who claim to not trust the media. But I do have a lot of good information for you guys. This was an article I found on lourockwell.com June 15, 2021 by Bill Sardi. It's called, What Your Doctor Won't Tell You About COVID-19 Vaccines. And in here, you're going to find a ton of good information. And again, it's just more good stuff for you guys to know because the media is not telling you. And maybe you can share this with some of your friends to try to wake them up. And if you heard some thunder there, sorry about that. Uh, I can't control the weather, although I'm sure that'll be the next thing they're... <laughs> All right, let's get into it. So his first pair, so he starts off talking about how decisions to vaccinate are made along political lines. I think you guys know that, and I touched on it earlier in this episode, so we'll skip that. News media censorship is another factor, making it difficult for independent-minded parties to properly assess the pros and cons of vaccination. If the COVID-19 vaccines were all that they were advertised to be, no censorship would be necessary. The very idea of pressing for universal vaccination using vaccines that are experimental and for which there is incomplete data on side effects should cause vaccine candidates to delay their decision till more data is available, especially since all the lab animals given RNA vaccines against coronaviruses succumb to vaccine-induced side effects. The pressure by government, health authorities, and the news media to hurriedly vaccinate suggests some other agenda. I mean, exactly right, and that's what I was just talking about, how... If this is so great, why do they have to censor it? Why can't they win the debate on the merits? And I've talked about it in earlier episodes, too, that every animal tested 
had some kind of side effects. All these ferrets died. Oh, but you want to you want to try it out yourself? Okay. Well, they're probably not sharing that information. They're not sharing that information with people now, are they? All right. It goes on. COVID nineteen is not ten times more fatal than the flu. Probably the most misleading claim is that the COVID nineteen coronavirus is ten times more deadly than the seasonal flu. Google reports six hundred thousand COVID nineteen related deaths among thirty three point four million positive tests of which at least 40% of cases were false positives. Deduct that 40% and you have 20 million cases and 360,000 deaths over a one and a half year period, or 1.8% mortality rate, 18 out of 1,000, which is misleading. The director for the Institute for Infectious Diseases, Dr. Truth the Science, Fauci, quoted this number in Congress and said COVID-19 results in at, in at least 10 times greater lethality than the seasonal flu. Let's recalculate. Flu deaths around 0.1%, 1 in 1,000, with the estimated 360,000 deaths, when divided by the U.S. population of 328 million, is one-tenth of 1%, about the same mortality rate as the flu. In Denmark, a country where the notoriously inaccurate PCR test was not relied upon, blood serum tests were the death rate for COVID-19 was only 0.16%. 1.5 in 1,000, not even 1%, about the same as the flu. False advertising. COVID-19 vaccines are not 95% effective against COVID-19. Here's what Americans are told. In a clinical trial involving 30,000 subjects, Moderna's RNA two-shot vaccine resulted in 11 cases of infection versus 185 in the placebo group. That sounds very convincing. But understand, among 30,000 study participants, 29,804 people had to be needlessly subjected to an experimental vaccine to achieve those numbers. Only 0.0065%, were infected with COVID-19 using the notoriously inaccurate PCR test plus one symptom to confirm infection. The so-called number needed to treat was 153 to prevent one case of the flu. Compare this with the fact 99.6% of unvaccinated subjects recovered from the flu on their own at home. The statistical difference between Moderna at 0.00073% infection rate and placebo at 0.00123% is just 0.0005% in hard numbers, 5 out of 10,000. Not even 1% better than the placebo and not the advertised 95% effectiveness. So let's repeat that. Not even 1% better with a vaccine than the placebo. That's probably not going to make mainstream headlines, is it? Furthermore, vaccine trials cannot possibly indicate whether these injections save lives. This is because mortality is not being measured. None of the trials currently underway are designed to detect a reduction in any serious outcome, including hospitalization or death. Hospitalizations and deaths are just too uncommon in the population being studied for an effective vaccine to demonstrate statistically significant differences in a trial of 30,000 people, said Peter Doshi, assistant editor of the British Medicine Medical Journal. But vaccination is causing infection rates to dive, right? Wrong. Based on vaccine adoption numbers, apparently Americans obviously don't feel that they have been misled. 
even after the CDC stopped reporting how many vaccinated individuals experience mild or asymptomatic cases on its website, and only reports those breakthrough cases that resulted in hospitalization or death. For inexplicable reasons, most Americans opting for immunization don't feel misled by the PCR test that early on used a different threshold to inaccurately produce seemingly high infection rates. The threshold was then lowered from as high as 35 to 28 doubling cycles, which was changed downward as more Americans were immunized to falsely make it appear vaccines were having an impact on infection rates. The public was none the wiser. A requirement that PCR tests not exceed 28 doublings would have precluded 90% of the cases from being reported as positive. The World Health Organization denies it raised the bar for infection. True, but the CDC did. In fact, the PCR test is known to cause pseudo-pandemics. That is why COVID-19 is guaranteed to never end. There will be no return to normal. Well, that's dark. I certainly hope he's not right about that, but I see what he's getting at. And when Dr. Trozzi was on, he talked about those PCR tests, the way they cranked him up so much to pretty much guarantee this whole scamdemic. 90% of the uh, recorded cases were false, possibly even more than that. So yeah, so now they're going to lower it, say there's less cases, thank the vaccine. Very clever. And, uh, and you know, all these blue-pilled Karen will run around saying, see the vaccine, cure the pandemic. Okay, back to the article. Absurd denial RNA, DNA, COVID-19 vaccines are experimental. The denial that COVID-19 vaccines are experimental gene therapy is also bogus. For example, RNA vaccines, Moderna Pfizer, by definition utilize RNA to provoke antigens for long-term immunity. According to a recent report, it is possible RNA can be rewritten into DNA. It is said that RNA degrades after it does its job. Specific antibodies against COVID-19 are then armed to kill off future exposure to COVID-19. But one thing that has been learned in this pandemic is that antibodies don't last forever. It is memory T-cells made in the thymus gland that provide lifelong immunity. Antibodies in T-cells remain substantial up to six months following infection, though there is a decline. Virologists believe many people infected with COVID-19 will probably produce antibodies against this virus for most of their lives antibodies being produced from the bone marrow for long-term immunity. However, booster shots will be needed to deal with genetic variants, just like the annual flu shots with three strains of influenza are are administered annually. Though the flu shots don't address the flu strain in circulation in any given flu season and are often ineffective. According to the CDC, except for immune-compromised patients, replication-competent COVID-19 coronavirus particles are not found among infected patients 10 days following symptom onset. Exposure to viral variants may induce reinfection, which minimizes the long-term effectiveness of vaccination, which is why CDC recommends continued social distancing and face masks. However, the idea of locking down the country or practicing continued infection control measures is needlessly silly, even draconian, given that COVID-19 doesn't cause any more deaths than the flu. Don't presume vaccination is needed to achieve long-term immunity. Conclusive studies show natural immunity without vaccination produces long-term immunity. Vaccination is not necessary. The human immune system is making vaccines look good. Researchers have found 70% of uninfected individuals already have coronavirus-specific killer T-cells. Then he goes on to talk about the importance of zinc, 
I've talked about that in other episodes, so I'm going to skip over that. Here he says, vaccines are experimental. That the news media currently pans COVID-19 vaccines as not being experimental is totally fallacious. The very application to FDA to proceed with vaccination was based upon emergency clearance for the use of new, unproven vaccine technology that has never been widely tested on humans before. Emergency use vaccines are by definition experimental. Without inflated mortality numbers, emergency use would have never been granted. Informed consent is required for vaccination, but is being waived, which is required for all vaccines regardless of their experimental status. So, again, I've talked about that, how this is an experimental vaccine. Of course, they leave that out of the media. And informed consent is essential. And this is a violation, in a lot of cases, of the Nuremberg Code. And I've even written an article about it. You can check out my website there. It's published on Mises. But again, they'd make you think, oh, it's all safe. It's all great. They don't know that. So he goes on. What is the risk for dying from COVID-19 versus dying from the vaccine? For Americans under age 50, the chances of dying from serious side effects induced by the vaccine are worse than dying from COVID-19 itself. Death rate. Pfizer RNA vaccine, 6.5%. AstraZeneca vaccine, 6.83%. COVID-19, 2.8%. Let me read that one more time. For Americans under age 50, the chances of dying from serious side effects induced by the vaccine are worse than dying from COVID-19 itself. They're not telling you that, are they? Goes on. Unprecedented vaccine-related deaths mounting. How many Americans have heard that 1,750 vaccine-related deaths occurred in the first three months of 2021, which has now jumped to 5,997 deaths in early June, an unprecedented number in the history of Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System? There is a backlog of reports, and these numbers will continue to skyrocket upwards. Nearly 6,000 deaths already. But they're conveniently leaving that out when they push all this. Hmm. Then he talks about ivermectin. When Dr. Trozzi was on, he told us all about that. So you can hear about it in that episode, or you can go to his website. He's got some videos and stuff on it if you want to learn more about that. Really good information. So down here he says, lied to. Most Americans are being spoon-fed false assurances that vaccines are safe and effective before long-term data is available. Some of the information potential vaccines are using to make decisions is patently misleading or false on its face. Yet when confronted with this misinformation at this point, Americans apparently don't feel they have been lied to or misled, as they just need some way to overcome their fears and anxiety. Bingo. Sheep. He goes on. Guinea pigs for the slaughter, making money off your death. There is plenty of online evidence the director of the National Institute of Infectious Diseases, Anthony Fauci, okayed gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China. In 2012, he even bragged it was worth the risk, even if it did increase the risk for a pandemic. In 2017, Dr. Fauci threatened the U.S. was going to face a future infectious disease outbreak if Congress didn't adequately fund his institute. Now, in the episode I did where I talked about Fauci's emails... I did talk about uh, that threat to get more funding. 
So the article goes on. Profiteering off your dead body. And now for the final rub. Somebody is already betting on your death. Dr. Ralph Barrick of the University of North Carolina noted for his gain-of-function research involving coronaviruses, lectures an audience in 2011 on how to profit off of investments from the coming pandemic, and that a vaccine can be purchased ahead of the outbreak to protect yourself against the upcoming catastrophic infection. <laughs> now that's wild. Now, I didn't even know about this. Betting on our deaths. I mean, I can't say it surprises me at this point because I know the type of people we're dealing with. And that's the thing people need to understand. It's not just, oh, they're trying, but they make mistakes, or they're just incompetent. Yeah, the people at the bottom, they might be stupid or incompetent, and they put them there for a reason. People at the top, they're not dumb. They know what they're doing. It's about power. It's about money. And they're willing to kill any one of us or make us extremely sick or destroy our lives or economy to get their end game. It's very sick, but this is the evil we're faced with, and, and the evidence is all right there. So the article says, Hey, you sheeple, this guy is talking about slaughtering the herd and making money off of you. He is the wolf. You are the sheeple. How good do you feel about vaccination now? If COVID-19 coronavirus is such a deadly threat, why haven't 130 countries even administered a single vaccine over the year of the pandemic? In fact, 99.6% of Americans under age 50 recovered from COVID-19 infection on their own, and 60% have antibodies against the mutated virus without vaccination. So yeah, I mean, this evidence is overwhelming about the agenda, about the safety of the vax, the experimental bioweapon. Look, show, share this with your friends. I mean, we have too many sheep out there believing this stuff still. It's pathetic. It really is. Um, but the tide is turning in our favor. I do see more people waking up. The lies, they get harder and harder to cover up. I mean, you tell one, they tell one lie, then they got to tell another to cover that up, and, and eventually they can't hold it all in, right? It's like uh, VeggieTales, the rumor weed, right? It just grows and grows and grows. So share a show like this with your friends or an article or a video. You never know who you might wake up with just one share, one conversation. You know, uh, you run into someone at a store, a phone call, a text, a message, an email. You never know, and then they wake someone else up or their family up, and it's a domino effect. That's what we need. We need to reach far more people. We're starting to get this momentum, but we got to capitalize on it because you never know what lies they might come up with next. They have so much power and influence. That's why it's important for us to stick together. So thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate you guys. We've stuck together. Things are starting to turn around. we got a long ways to go. But we don't need a majority. We just need a loud group of people who aren't going to give in, who aren't going to take it, who are going to fight. That's what we're about. That's why I love you guys. So I hope you have a good rest of your week. We'll talk soon. Take care. What is democracy? What is democracy? It's got something to do with young men killing each other. When it comes to my turn, will you want me to go? For democracy. Any man would give his only begotten son.